Sometimes I make mistakes in my life. Welcome to PTG TV. This is your host, Antonio Hicks. It is Black History Month. So let's celebrate some bright, black, black, bright. I can't even talk. Black greatness. And this comes in the midst of black history slowly being wiped out of schools, affirmative action being struck down, diversity, equity, and inclusion being targeted, and a continued rise of death of those in Africa suffering at the cost of precious minerals used for the very technology that I am using right now to record this episode. And that's not a goal to say that life in our community always, it does come at a cost. And we deal with so much struggle, so much anger, and so much hate. And of course, I can't be blind to the fact that you know, we thrive off of some of it as well. Cause I mean, I can't, I can't be ignorant to the fact that, you know, we perpetuate some of it in our music and even some of the movies and stuff that we create, but we use that very hate that's been pushed against us as a means for some of us to lift ourselves up, to get out of the community, but also never truly coming back to grab those we left behind because a lot of us leave out, but then, you know, we want to ask people to come back and help us out or help some of the individual out who don't know how to get to where they are. It's always an issue or they can't do it or, you know, it's, 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 they don't necessarily look back. So I want this year to be that turning point to where we have that black unity. I want that unity that was had prior to the destruction of our communities by the very hands who tell us to pull ourselves about a bootstrap today, knowing their families wouldn't have the generational wealth that it does that it has now had it not been on the backs of our people in our community. I want us to come together and make community changes as well as political changes, political changes that benefit us and not serve us not because of the fear of what the other side will do if their candidate is put into office. So, and it's the thing that I see right now is that a lot of people say they won't support Biden, but people say, oh, well, you don't support Biden to support for Trump. But I'm like, why does our why does our vote always have to come in at a, a, a cost of fear? Like worried about what somebody potentially might do to us, as opposed to making sure that we elect the right person that's going to represent us, whoever that person may be. And maybe it may be somebody we have to train, but I'm tired of us being like, we have to pick the lesser of two evils, knowing that if they didn't have our support and our votes, they wouldn't get elected anyway. I mean, it just wouldn't be happening. So let's be clear, no matter who wins, if there is no policy to help us who have been disproportionately been affected from racial violence, red redlining, and policy, it does not matter who's in office. Because, I mean, they'll say, oh, well, you know, if you don't vote for Biden, vote for Trump, like I just said a minute ago. But then if you vote for Biden, it, it, nothing is getting done anyway. Because, I mean, look at the campaign promise he promised last time. Nothing happened. And they'll say, oh, well, Republicans blocking. They were not blocking it the first two years while he was in office because he controlled all three branches of government. So if he don't get in this time around, good riddance to him. I don't care. I was not a huge fan of his anyway, especially since he created uh, the crime bill that locked up and disproportionately affected our community in the first place. That 1994 crime bill, um, it it did contribute to mass incarceration in our country. 1994 crime bill, we had a gigantic epidemic in America of violence, particularly in African-American communities. It ain't, but so many times you can come back and say, well, I'm sorry for it, but you have not rectified the actions that took place back then to show that you were sorry for it. Words mean nothing. Actions mean everything. And you're making all these promises on a campaign trail, and it's not going to be a politics, but this is about the, the struggle of us that really is related to politics and how none of those things really helped us out. And we're always the ones that come back to help everybody else out, especially with affirmative action. People struggle in affirmative action, making them believe the only reason that we got to some of the places we got into was because they had to meet some kind of quota. And then once the community, I mean, when I say the Asian community came in and helped and support and getting that struck down, who was affected by it? 
Wasn't us Because I'm gonna come to find out It was uh, white women That was the one Benefiting from affirmative action And not to say that They should not have Because they were being Discriminated against as well But it wasn't the black people That everybody was Perpetuating it to be Like they were only That they were bringing in Uneducated black people Over educated Asian people Or Indian people Or whoever else When it was never Even the case So In this episode <laughs> To even get off of this So in this episode Let's celebrate more of those who overcame the odds that helped shape the technology, the state of technology as it is today. Because y'all know I'm an engineer and I got to always shout out those people that helped to bring us to where we are. So when it comes to tech history, the spotlight often shines on a select few names. But behind the scenes, countless lesser known individuals, many of them are black, have made crucial contributions to the technology we are using here today. For example... Catherine Johnson. Catherine Johnson. She's a brilliant mathematician at NASA. She played a key role in calculating the trajectories over Apollo 11 and other missions, helping humans land on the moon. If y'all believe in that, I still believe in it to a degree because I, I still think that we have issues getting past the Kyber Belt. And if y'all don't understand what the Kyber Belt is, it's like a radiation belt that we have around this planet. And to get past it, you're exposed to a ton of gamma radiation, gamma radiation coming in from the sun. So if you believe in that, she helped to even to get us past that. So her story is often, you know, overshadowed by, you know, her male colleagues, even though, because like I was in one of my previous episodes, like from many moons ago, women were the original programmers because when they looked at programming, programming was looked at it as like an admin work. Like it was beneath men to get there and do that. But what she did was brought to light in the film, you know, hidden figures. So that's who y'all saw played out in the three women at uh, hidden figures. So is I mean, and I love seeing stuff like that because even being an engineer and working in my office, you don't necessarily see so many women in there. And I hate to see it because I mean, I think we all should work together because I mean, the more diversity, the better the things are and technology that you create. And also, I mean, I mean, and then it helps to have good people on staff too. So I want, I love to see diversity in the office, especially when it comes to anything involved in technology. And we're seeing more women getting involved today. Like you got more women getting involved with programming and then robotics work and stuff like that. But I want to see, I still want to see a lot more. Another person to highlight is Ernest Green. Ernest Green is known as the, the computer godfather. Green was a pioneer in the field of artificial, artificial intelligence. And we can speak on that today because one of the biggest things that we're talking about today, you got chat GPT, you got uh, Google Bar, which is now being converted to Gemini. You got um, Project Lambda, which is an AI program. You got uh, Copilot, which Copilot still has some of the, the, the inner workings of Chat GPT because Copilot was from is Microsoft's uh, AI generative AI, but they're they're using some of that backbone from Chat GPT. But Ernest Green was one of the godfathers of AI. He developed language translation software for the U.S. Air Force. And later founded his own AI company tackling problems like speech recognition, which I could probably use it today or tonight, and image processing, depending on when you live it, uh, when you listening to it. But um, he uh, was born between 1931 to uh, 19 to 20. He died in 2021. So I mean, this is he's fairly, I mean, just fairly recent that he um, passed away. But. Why not specifically from like the uh, the forties where I was looking at trying to target people from Green's achievements still serve as an inspiration for those interested in in like learning from people and our heroes from the past because I mean we got to highlight some of the people that's not always well known and we have to bring them to the forefront because a lot of the stuff the um, 
that happened today that, that we have today, a lot of it was invented by black people. I mean, the company he founded was AlphaTech Computer Services. And like I said, it's focused on speech recognition and image processing technologies. And it helped towards the advancement of our language learning models that we have today to get us to where we are. I wish that, I don't, I mean, I need to do more research on this if you have people around because it might have helped out with facial recognition because that's what the, the biggest thing that we saw when they really start pushing facial recognition and then law enforcement companies start using that. I mean, it really didn't play in favor for us minorities because it always grouped us together. So, and I have seen people, I know one person specifically that works with, uh, I'm not going to say what company, but she does work with a company to help towards AI and then developing that facial recognition to get them to understand it and train the language models on the difference between and nuances between uh, black individuals. So it doesn't group us all in a way to make us look like that, you know, we're all just alike. But I'm highlighting him and my next person coming up is because you know, we're always talking about the same civil rights people and stuff, but I'm like, we got a lot of great, successful black people that we come from. Like, we have strong heritage. And I hate to see that we don't use that knowledge to really push us to, to push us further ahead. Because, like I said earlier, that um, Tyrese was going on a rant talking about other communities and he wished he had been born Latino because how do other communities stick together? And I know he knows, you know, the struggle that we all going through. I mean, because he comes from a bad part of town, too. And he knows what was pushed out into our communities. And like I was talking about Biden, one of the things that came out of it to unlocking us up and separate. So I always say, well, the father's not present, but how can the fathers be present if they getting locked up for unnecessary things or low level crimes or just being accused of something and not being found guilty? Well, they have been found guilty of it, but it was all made up. It was all accusations. and There was actually no facts based upon it. So it's like our community has suffered from so much stuff, which I get pissed off to this day because when people say that, they're the ones um, that have that struggle the most across the world. And I was like, nobody struggles as much as a black person. Nobody. There ain't no country that you can go to. Any country you can go to in this world where black people don't face any form of discrimination and people don't look down on us. And you can say whatever you want to say about black on black crime or crime within our communities. Itself. Everybody commits crime in every community, in every country, in every ethnicity. Everybody commits crime. And you can say, oh, the percentage, high, well, the percentage would be high based upon the other statistics or the other people that's living in here that's, that's higher than us. This is the majority. So, of course, when you're doing statistics and you're looking at minority versus majority and you have a certain group of people that's committing almost committing crime, I can't say almost, committing crime, of course our numbers would be high because we're a smaller faction in that. But there is no other country that we can, that we go to that we don't face discrimination. I don't, I mean, nowhere other country. Even in India, I mean, this is a minority country. They have black, they have brown Indians over there and they face discrimination against the fair-skinned Indians. So, I highlight this stuff, especially being Black History Month. I celebrate Black greatness throughout the entire year. If you haven't finished this episode on my my show in general, but even though I still highlight everybody else because I don't always want to make things about race because I care more about the human species than anything else. I still have to recognize who I am, where I came from, and the people that died before me because I come from the deep south, and the things that I had to go through growing up. It was good sometimes, but it wasn't always the greatest. Not because I come from, I really do come from the deep south. So I saw a lot of those things. And my family, my family still lived on the plantation that my ancestors worked on. So it's like, you know, nobody can, you can try to hide whatever you want from these kids. But I saw it when I went to go visit my family in the country itself. So I know where I come from. And I know the struggle that we had to go through. 
But the last person I want to uh, I want to talk about because it's kind of relevant to what's taking place today is Ralph Johnson uh, Bunch. He died. He lived between 1904 to 1971. He was an American political scientist. He was a diplomat and he was a leading actor in the middle in the mid 20th century uh, decolonization process and U.S. civil rights movement. He is best known for his role in mediating the 1949 Armitage Agreement between Israel and the four Arab states for which he was awarded the 1950 Nobel Peace Prize, which was the first person of color, the first black person, the first African-American to be given that honor. So he was born, Ralph Punch was born in Detroit, Michigan. Shout out to everybody from Michigan. My, my son goes to, if you can't see it, the university, the university, uh, no, he goes to, not University of Michigan. He goes to Michigan State. His, his mom graduated from the University of Michigan, but he goes to Michigan State. Bunch was faced with a ton of racial discrimination throughout his life because, I mean, it's Motor City we're talking about here. And despite those these challenges, he excelled in academics, earning a PhD in political science from Harvard University in 1934. He became a professor at Harvard University which I know is HBCU, and later worked for the USA Department during World War II. After the war, Bunch joined the United Nations Secretariat, where he played a key role in the decolonization of Africa and other former European colonies. He also served as a mediator in several international conflicts, including the Congo crisis, which we're seeing right now. It's the same crisis that we're seeing right now. Excuse me, in a Cyprus dispute. So it's a, you know... He, even though he was working all the way back then, again, this man, he lived from 1904 to 1971. And the same thing that we that he was fighting with back then, we're still faced with today. Which lets you go, which goes to say that, you know, we still have a lot of work to do because some of those things, same things that people are fighting for, we're still facing. I mean, the civil rights movement, the civil rights movement. We still got banks not approving black people for loan. There's a disproportionate of people approving black people for loan. And people with the same credit score, is not, if not worse credit score, with less money are getting approved for the same loans, if not higher, that the black people are applying for. It was the same thing when it came to insurances it, for your, like your house or health insurance. It's the same thing when it came for like buying houses, working in, we're getting jobs in corporate America. I mean, it's, it's always something. It really is always something. But to get back on uh, Ralph, in addition to his work at the UN, uh, Ralph was active in the U.S. civil rights movement. He served as an advisor to President Franklin D. Roosevelt and was a founding member of the NAACP, so one of the original founders. He also spoke out against racial discrimination and segregation in the United States. Bunch's life, life and work were a testament to the power of diplomacy, education, and perseverance in the face of adversity. He is considered one of the most important figures in the history of the United States and a pioneer in the fight for racial equality. So, again, he was the first African-American to receive a PhD in political science from the, uh, Howard University. He was the first African-American to hold a high-level position in the U.S. State Department. He was the first person of color, the first African-American, the first black American to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. He was the highest-ranking African-American official at the United Nations during his lifetime, and he was a founding member of the American Society of, Ameri of African Culture. 
So I want to thank y'all for tuning in again to the episode. I hope y'all learned something from this. We got to continue fighting and continue fighting for unity amongst us. And we're going to try to create an episode like at least, you know, more than once a week to celebrate Black History Month and highlight some of our greatness because we truly have to highlight this. I mean, you can celebrate it throughout the year. But as we go into this actual official month, I want to highlight some of our key figures that helped out during the movement to help to help bring us up into the forefront of who we are and help protect us and give us the abilities and the means to have the power that we have right now to secure our right to vote, to be able to work and start companies that we want to start, to be able to employ our own people and to be able to make a difference within our own community. So I hope you all learned something today. And make sure to go back and check out my other episode on my YouTube channel. So if y'all listen to this on Spotify or on my other streaming platforms, your podcast streaming platforms, make sure you check out my YouTube channel. It's PTG underscore TV. Where well, I list out the top five AI safe careers on there. So I talk about top five careers that you can pick, along with six other technology-related careers that's that's AI proof right now. I'm not gonna say it's always it's always you know legit, but it's well, I can't say legit, but always guaranteed. But in the future, it, as it stands right now, it's uh it's safe from AI. So and make sure when y'all go over there and you check out the YouTube episode, make sure you like, you hit the subscribe button, you turn on notification, the notification bell, so you make sure you can be notified of all my future episodes coming out. When I stream, because I stream, I do read a lot, do read a lot of stuff. So if you want to come on my stream one night, you want to have some good conversation, you want to just chop it up a little bit, I welcome y'all onto my stream. It's twitch.tv, escaping the matrix, and it's escaping the matrix without the E. So escaping TH matrix. So go check them out, check out my episodes where I stream on YouTube and also stream on Twitch. And, you know, and if you listen to this on the uh, any podcast platform, I don't care if it's Apple Podcasts before it goes away or Google Podcasts or and or Spotify, please make sure you leave a comment, like the episodes, tell me how I'm doing. Anybody want me to interview or topics you want me to cover because I am still active in the community. So I do uh, get involved with listening to policies. So I'm able to read over policies and then, you know, break it down for y'all to understand. I, I am an engineer still working in a technical space. So if it's some technology you want me to explain now, I'm going to release an episode. I already talked about it one time, but release an episode on an Apple um, new VR headset that just came out. And then, of course, talk about like, the game of life and just have some more people on here to help out with mental health awareness and stuff. So, again, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure y'all leave some comments again. And again, go back to my YouTube channel, like this episode, and then, you know, let me know how I'm doing. Let me know how y'all feel about me. And I hope y'all have y'all plan- some plans and stuff wrapped up for 2024 on what you want to accomplish this year. I really feel like this is going to be a great year for all of us if you have your things in place and things you're trying to develop and grow yourself and uh, help make you something, make you better. So, Love you all. Make sure y'all be safe out there. Make sure if you are, um, you know, one of those people that are subjective to, to be affected by COVID, that you put your mask on because COVID still is a real thing right now. And we are having, I think it's, I saw a report come out like 1,100 people a week, if not a whole month, are uh, passing away from uh, COVID. So if you are one of those with a, a bad immune system, make sure you put your mask on to protect yourself so you're not in, getting infected. So your family continue to love upon you. And you're still around for the future. So, again, thank y'all for tuning in. Love you all. Be safe. PGDTV, a peace out.